Quest for Faith podcast. I am Reverend Tom Lida with First Christian Church of Norman, the Minister of Discipleship. And I would like to begin this podcast by mentioning a few things from the Norman Christian. Our Reconciliation Ministry special offering will be received by our congregation this year on September 12th, 19th, and 26th. The theme is Revealing God's Justice. The time is always ripe to do what is right. Reconciliation Ministry is a church-wide mission fund which supports programs and program partners that enable full human flourishing for everyone in every community. So please designate your gifts as Reconciliation In the memo of your check, you may use the Reconciliation Special Offering envelope in the pew or give through our Givelify app by designating your Reconciliation Offering. You may also call the church office and talk with Stephanie to submit your offering. The next virtual ventures will be Sunday, September 19, 2021, 4.30 to 6 p.m. We are honored to have Jill Hicks Keaton. She will be our guest. This is a Zoom event. Uh, The book of Revelation will be the topic as we welcome Jill Hicks Keaton. You will not want to miss the next virtual ventures. 4.30 to 6 p.m. September 19th. There's a link, no registration. You don't have to register for this. Just join at the time that it begins, uh, 4.30, September 19th. Uh, by clicking on the link in the newsletter. The Christian Men's Fellowship Group. The Christian Men's Fellowship Group is offering a night at the ballpark September 16th, 7.05 p.m. The OKC Dodgers will play the Round Rock Express. If you would like to join the Christian Men's Fellowship, please contact Reverend Tom Lida uh, in the church office and do so by September 13th, Monday, so that uh, Tom may get a few tickets for you. It, everyone is welcome. It's, this is just sponsored by the Christian Men's Fellowship. So all are welcome. And that night, uh, we have uh, a voucher to use. You will get an OKC Dodgers hat. You also get a voucher to use at any of the Brahms locations in Oklahoma. So it's going to be a fun night of fellowship. The Christian Men Fellowship, Men's Fellowship invites you to join uh, September 16th. 7.05 p.m. The Quest for Faith podcast, many times, has a variety of different guests. And this week, we have the Social Justice Book Club. We have Julie Kreft, the leaders for this group, Julie Kreft and Stephanie Clinton. The FCC Social Justice Book Club is back in session. They will host via Zoom on Sunday, September 12th at 6 p.m. And they will be reading and discussing Native, Identity, Belonging, and Rediscovering God by Caitlin B. Curtis. If you would like more information, please contact Stephanie Clinton or Julie Kreft. And you don't have have to have the entire book read by the first meeting, so no need to feel overwhelmed. All are welcome. The Social Justice Book Club, September 12th, 6 p.m. via Zoom. Please contact Stephanie Clinton or Julie Kreft if you would like to be participate in the Social Justice Book Club. I would like to mention that Stephanie Clinton has agreed to host our Quest for Faith podcast. She will share some highlights from the Norman Christian each each time we have a podcast. We are excited that Stephanie said yes and will will be part of the team 
that is putting together the Quest for Faith podcast series. And we are excited to have two guests today, Julie Kraft and Stephanie Clinton. Now, Julie Kraft is a librarian at Eisenhower Elementary School, as well as a mom. And Stephanie Clinton is a writer, blogger, doer of mom things, and a YouTuber. And we're excited to have both of these, uh, both Julie and Stephanie with us today. Well, let's begin by uh, talking about the Social Justice Book Club and how it came about and uh, why it's important to y'all. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Tom. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Well, I think this all came about last summer during the protests after the death of George Floyd. Um, we were kind of holed up in our homes and, you know, watching with just uh, terror as things, you know, unfolded. And and Julie's the person I always text when I, when these type of things happen. And and I I just say, you know, can you believe this is happening? What do we do? You know. And I think I texted her and we just kind of lamented back and forth about mm -hmm. what was going on and um, and the and then also talked about the protests and and I don't know about you, Julie, but I think I, I kind of came at you with a I feel so helpless. Yes. I don't I want to do something. I want to I want to know how to help and be better, but I don't know <laughs> what to do. And so I think we both kind of said, well, we need to we need to learn more. Yes. Right? Yes. Because, um, like I've said in the past, like, we've obviously always been, you know, like, not racist. But we realized that that wasn't enough anymore, that we needed to learn how to be anti-racist. And we needed to start reading the stories of some of these people. And that last summer just really, you know, there were so many horrible events kind of boom 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 and then under the backdrop of covid it became very clear that we needed to be more educated ourselves on what people who are different than us are going through mm -hmm. how did you increase your awareness um you know pretty much may or so of of 2020 kind of right in there um so how did you intentionally um gain more uh, increase your educational base about, uh, you know, racism or anti-racism and, and also reconciliation. One of the things that I ended up doing and the timing just worked out is um, spring break of 2020. Before all of this happened, mm -hmm. I read a book called Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Oh, yes. And it was beautiful and it resonated with me because, first of all, he was the same exact age as me by a couple of months. And he'd obviously had this completely different world experience growing up in urban Baltimore, not having a father figure in his life. It, it resonated with me the most because he was writing a letter, the whole thing is first person, to his 15-year-old black son who's mad because another unarmed black man has been killed and another person who perpetrated that has walked. And he just lays it out to his son. This is how it is. And this, as a father, trying to protect comfort but also kind of give his son the torch to move forward with trying to fight for his own justice and so then those things happened and Stephanie and I were like we need to we need to figure this out we can't just 
write a check and say okay right and i think that was the same thing you're right we both felt like we've got to do more than just say okay we're going to donate to an organization and mm -hmm. we both agreed that um you know we didn't just want to sit in our own homes and just in an isolated way try and learn more you know just on our own we felt like we both agreed we needed a we needed a group we needed people we needed conversation we needed to have a discussion and we knew that first christian like was just the no-brainer choice of of a place to start of people who we knew would also kind of be feeling the same way we were and and also wanting to do better be better learn more mm -hmm. and so we just it it just was the natural choice to say okay well we clearly need to learn more let's start reading more but we need to be talking about this with other people and and so we decided the first book for our book club uh, was Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. And I think that was a great choice it because it was a, a great entry point into just how disproportionately people of color are, are um, imprisoned yes. and, um, and also since it, the timing was right because there was a movie available on Amazon Prime mm -hmm. at the time and, based on the book. And so I think it was easy to read the book, watch the movie, discuss it and it just you know the movie obviously brought the book to life and so it was a great place to start for us and have a discussion about um i don't know for me that it was a great place to say okay i've known i know that racism has continued to exist in america but you know we've sort of all been sort of in this sleep mode i guess yeah. for our whole lives and it's easy to ignore it when you're not experiencing it on a daily basis good point yeah, yeah yeah and so we've all kind of just been in this coma if you have a privileged life like we do and so this well you know we were all just so like oh wow okay mm -hmm. i i clearly need to uh, learn how to be a better person right yes and one of the things my dad used to say to me is you're responsible for what you're aware of yes and once you become aware of um other people's stories and struggles and also triumphs um, it is so, uh, it, it, in terms of humility, it is, um, we, we started at a different place than other folks. Just, and to, we just do have that privilege. It's, it's just, and we have to acknowledge that and say, now what responsibility do I have or responsibilities? What, uh, in terms of your faith journey, how has this journey with being awakened or uh, to more awareness about racism and anti-racism, how has that informed your faith? I mean, it's been interesting because especially, you know, being members of this church, you're always, even as a little kid, I remember, you know, Jesus loves all the little children, red and yellow. Mm -hmm. And so like we, we've had that narrative since, you know, for mm -hmm. us, the late seventies, early eighties. Mm -hmm. And yet, we haven't experienced it in our own lives or communities or even in our churches. So I think it's important to go back and look at the way people of faith of other colors and backgrounds mm -hmm. experience faith. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited about our upcoming book, because she really looks at it from a faith-based perspective. And I know John Lewis was a very, I mean, that was one of his oh. pillars that he talked about his faith. And that's one of the reasons that kept him going through beatings or jailings or things that he just knew in his heart that his God was 
big and that mm-hmm. his God had made him to be just as powerful and just as important. Yes. And, you know, gosh, some of those poor people just don't get it yet, but I'm going to do my for work mm-hmm. for God. By, and so I loved that. Like, that's increased yeah. my faith. That Wonderful. Yeah. And I think same as Julie, you know, growing up in a church my whole life and being taught the Sunday school stories and all that's wonderful. And then, like you said, when you just sort of like mm-hmm. as an adult, you know, are faced with this. And then you I look back on my my faith upbringing and say, oh, those were that you weren't kidding when you told me to love my neighbor. It mm-hmm. wasn't just a nice little quippy mm-hmm. platitude. Mm-hmm. You know, let's examine what that actually means and mm-hmm. and what you know my Sunday school teachers and my parents and okay this is this is something we should take seriously and it mm-hmm. wasn't just sort of a nice thing to say yeah. Yeah. and so I've you know spent this last time kind of thinking about what I've grown up believing and what is it how does that really reflect how I how I interact and treat and and uh, uh-huh. be in the world as an adult and and look at the suffering of other people and, and think, okay, how does this, what is this about? Why is this happening? And, and same with um, what Julie said about how John Lewis said faith was just such a huge pillar and something he leaned on is that I've come, yeah. For me, I think this, um, having people like in a book club to talk about these type mm-hmm. of things helps because personally I can, I can just, absorb these things and read, you know, just tragic stories, and it can be easy to get overwhelmed and feel like, well, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Definitely. Mm -hmm. The world is burning down. There's nothing I can do. What's the point? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's easy to to just fall into this place of it's all all a dumpster fire. Hopelessness. Hopelessness. And so that's when, um, you know, I have to force myself to turn back and say, no, no, no. God is still... (laughs) God has not fallen off of God's throne because yes. we all, mm-hmm. you know, treat each other terribly. Mm-hmm. God still is, you know, watching over and, and you know, um, you, I just continue to have to believe that in the, in the arc of, of humanity that mm-hmm. God, you know, is pushing, pushing um, justice, pushing yes. towards justice, pushing towards mercy. It may take a millennia for us to figure it out, mm-hmm. but God is you know, I don't, I don't want to say in control <laughs> because I don't influencing, influencing. Or, yeah. yeah. God is, is part of the work of people who are, mm. are, you know, trying to push us to be better. Yes. When and, you go ahead, Julie, oh, I'm sorry. Doing like these readings and learning kind of reminds me of the teachings of Jesus again, mm-hmm. where like, we're not, I mean, we're supposed to love people, but not from a distance from afar, like really getting in there and getting to know people and mm-hmm. obviously you know the lives that stephanie and i live we can't really go and just find someone to be like hey you know you're you're not white what's your life like but so because <laughs> yeah. that's that'll go a long way. that'll go a long way <laughs> yeah. you know but reading these books is one of the ways that we can get to know their stories and mm-hmm. see their humanity and get in there and and know people on a more personal level and understand mm-hmm. you know the holiness of all of us Yes, uh, and well said, both of y'all. I, I really appreciate your passion. I wish, and it's coming across hopefully in this podcast. The you know, John Lewis in terms of good trouble, mm-hmm. and uh, under the umbrella of, of social justice, I think there's risk involved, um, but appropriate risk in the sense of 
getting to know someone and their story and being present and being and listening well because um, it is important to connect with someone and connect with others not just because they're different but because they're like us in terms of valuable in the eyes of God and that's uh, really important which you all have mentioned as well earlier anything that you would like to mention uh, about the book social justice book club it's a great name and uh, it's also uh, a fantastic uh, endeavor for anyone who would like to join julie and stephanie so i you have a any closing remarks uh yeah well um it's open to everybody the great thing about meeting on zoom is that we have people join us from florida and texas Mm -hmm. and it's not just norman people so those are some racist intergenerational yeah and yes intergenerational so our so we are starting the book native by caitlin curtis and our our um Next meeting is September 12th, like you said earlier. And uh-huh. so if anybody wants to join us, then just um, contact Julia or myself and we can get you that Zoom link. We, the, more the, the more the merrier. Yes, and the emails are in uh, the Norman Christian. Mm-hmm. And if you need more information, call the church office. We will connect you to uh, the Social Justice Book Club hosted by Julie Kraft and Stephanie Clinton. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you. Everyone, uh, have a wonderful rest of the week, and God bless you.